0: Hi everyone, welcome to Recruit Tea. I'm your host, Emily Furbank, and we're going to be spilling the tea on the good, the bad and the ugly of the recruitment industry. I'm going to be joined by an array of different people with various different backgrounds so we can get their point of view on what makes a real successful recruitment business. Come and join me for some tea. So thank you for joining us on Recruit Tea um taking the time to to join us edmund um we are all about spilling the tea and having a cup of tea as well um so usually i would ask people how what would they like to drink and how how they take the tea or the coffee so what's what's your setup are you a, a tea drinker a coffee drinker how, how do you normally take it
1: i'm basically a reluctant coffee drinker so so usually black, i don't really like coffee um so I'm quite an easy person to make a cup of tea or coffee for because um, co- coffee is usually what it is for for pure kind of staying awake, um, staying focused. Um, I'm not particularly fond of the taste of it, so I'm yeah incredibly unpicky. Uh, black coffee, no sugar, no milk. That's, That's quite a
0: bold way to have a coffee for someone that doesn't particularly like the taste.
1: Get it out of the way, done, easy.
0: So I I had to. Forced myself to like coffee as well. When I, I started working, I worked in London for a short while and I had to force myself to like coffee so then I could like stay awake and keep upbeat with like the rhythm of London. Um, but now I actually quite like it. Like I've taught myself to like it, but I've got to have syrups and all sorts and flavoured milks and everything in there to make the it. Okay. The
1: taste of coffee, the better for everybody. Yeah, involved. exactly. As yeah, long as there's sure. the
0: caffeine of, of the coffee, then I'm all good. Um, no, anyway, so I would usually be making you a, a black coffee call. Cool. Um, so we'll start off. Um, we What I kind of want to understand first, obviously, we've worked, we work with you very closely, Orbition. Um, so we, we know kind of what, what you do and what you have to offer to a recruitment business. Um, but I'd love to hear kind of more about yourself, your career, what led you to setting up Recruit Hub, um, and kind of what what services and solutions you, you do offer?
1: Sure, yeah. So 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 I mean, my early career was basically involved in in building a recruitment business. Um, so so I was involved in that for about probably about eight years um, across the UK um, and Europe and and in the US. And basically, kind of the origin story for for Recruit Hub is that you know we we were very very much aware that there is there is a sort of large volume of of startup recruitment agencies many of whom go out to build a business completely from scratch um and there's there's just a monumental kind of inefficiency across every bit of that you know you have you have basically founders who are usually really talented recruiters you know really really strong and incredibly kind of effective at building customer relationships building uh, revenue streams, training and, and coaching other recruiters in their teams, and they are suddenly surrounded by a kind of huge universe of of stuff that is distracting, that is outside of their wheelhouse, most of which doesn't really directly drive any revenue, um, where historically, you know, founders would have spent kind of up to 40% of their time in, in a sort of array of different things that they kind of grapple with, all of which are kind of required for the business to run, but take away significantly from their ability to to, to drive revenue, so we basically provide a, a an accelerator platform where all of that is bundled together, the technology stack, the back office, the brand um, advisory piece, resources that in, sort of enable businesses and business founders to to focus and double down on the bit that they're strongest at, which is as well as, as, as kind of their skill set, the bit that most impactfully kind of drives the business performance. So that's, yeah. that's where we came from.
0: Okay, so obviously it's, clearly it's something that's very much um, impactful, whether it's a recruitment business or, or not, I suppose, in a, in a sense. Um, so if someone was going to set up a recruitment business, um, and from kind of your point of view, how have you seen, um, say, your business evolve from the traditional recruitment, that transactional recruitment years ago that is the standard, to all the offerings that recruitment businesses now can offer as well, how has your business been able to evolve and develop alongside with how recruitments evolved as well?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I guess you know probably that that the biggest area that we've been able to support our customers in, in that transition has been. Helping them to, I guess, probably twofold. It's one helping them to understand what are the different types of offerings, productization of recruitment services, and ultimately yeah. kind of pulling back the curtain um, so that they can see right. This is actually how other businesses are delivering these services and and adding more value to the process. So first of all, it's an educational piece. If if recruiters have come from a background where they think, well, you know, we just kind of chase contingent work, everything we do is kind of on a no win no fee basis, we're often sort of racing mm-hmm. or scrapping against other agencies and possibly even internal teams who are trying to not pay us for the work that we're trying to do, and if that's their background, that, that there's often kind of a, a big gap between their understanding of what recruitment can actually be, and 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 they tend to look at the sort of complete opposite end of the spectrum, which is usually executive search and think that's a whole new universe that I don't understand. I don't know how they do what they do. I don't know what their contracts look like. I don't know how they pitch this. I don't know how they price this. And so they stay in their lane and they just sort of muddle along with, with, with quite often low quality work, low fill rates. And that's, that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of issues there, obviously. So one of the things is helping them to understand how they can actually deliver and describe and then ultimately sell and price a service that is materially different from that kind of very sort of scrappy end of the market. And then the second thing obviously is giving them you know the, the, the templates, whether it be contracts yeah. or whether it be sort of pitch materials that help them to be able to, okay, I can articulate this now. I've got stuff that helps kind of substantiate my pitch. And at the end of the day, if somebody actually wants to buy this from me, I've got the relevant, you know, contractual documentation to actually be able to put it in place and sign it um yeah. so that, yeah. the the key thing i think that we've seen a lot of is that a lot of our customers that they are very they're, they're super high quality recruiters so in many ways a lot of what they are doing for their customers, the reason they're successful is because their processes are really strong, they are very thorough, they're genuinely expert in a particular market. But what, what some of them have never done is been able to translate that through into saying, well, this is actually materially a different experience for you as a customer from somebody else who called you up yesterday, who doesn't really know what they're doing, who isn't a specialist, who's just chancing it, um, hasn't got much of a structure or a process, can't really give you any level of service sort of guarantees, there is a big difference here. Historically, yeah. that's kind of all been invisible. It's been hidden. And and being able to just actually better sort of uh you know kind of clarify what the what the difference is 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 enormous. And once you get get good at that and you get kind of consistent in doing that, then obviously your relationship with your clients you know increase in quality, your kind of you know retention rates spike. Um and it's yeah, it's, there's a thousand benefits that come from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, one of the things that I know especially working at Orbition, there are tools and tech stacks that I've never even come across in my kind of six years of working in recruitment. So, like, admittedly, I'll put my hands up and say I've never come across Sourcebreaker. I've never come across Whale. So what are these kind of underrated solutions that are out there that people aren't even aware about or perhaps aren't using correctly to their benefit
1: yeah so so and and i guess it, it, it's evolving really quickly as well um so so kind of access to data uh mm. is 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 the key thing is, i guess slightly ironic given what you guys do um mm-hmm. but it is all about data um but it's also it's, it's not just about having access to data it's about being able to action the data well so so i think one of the like the big issues historically in recruitment technology has been there's a lot of information publicly available. Being able to view it at the right time has has been a challenge for people unless they're doing a lot of manual stuff and they're very, very diligent, staying on top of running manual processes regularly. New technology can kind of surface when there are sort of triggers within your market, you know, when people are changing jobs, when companies are raising money, when companies are posting vacancies, when vacancies have reached a certain age and are still live and are clearly not being filled. There's a thousand kind of, you know, there's very obvious ones, but there's loads of data points out there that give you a bit of a view from the outside in terms of where opportunity might be for your services to be applicable and relevant. You've, and a lot of, a lot of businesses, don't have that whatsoever they've got zero process around that yeah. so that that becomes this horrendous let's do 100 dials a day blindly trying to feel out who might need some services which is, yeah yeah which is which is which is you know i guess it works but it's 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 like throwing 100 darts at a dartboard instead of getting better at you know you're your fi- fi- finding what you're trying to actually land on um you've then got the second piece which is which is kind of actioning the data so like the the, the traditional process has been go find whatever your methodology is, the opportunity, then go find the people associated with the opportunity, which in some cases is still a super manual process. Then go and find contact information for those people, which again, in many cases is, is a super manual process. And, and even in sort of businesses where that's not as bad as it might be, they're using email finder tools on a, on a sort of individual basis. So you yeah. jump on a profile, you have a Chrome extension, say, okay, that might be this person's email address. Then I've got to take this somewhere else, send yeah. an email, uh, which is probably again a manual process, time consuming. Maybe you have some templates that you copy and paste from somewhere, send it out. Then you've got to go and log in your CRM that you've actually done that so that other people know, which you probably forget to do. And then you've got to set yourself tasks to go and follow up with them. So all of that process yeah. is pretty, pretty, pretty insane. When with modern technology, which has been around for many years, you can immediately have your market triggers delivered to you in a tech hub where it syncs with the rest of your data and you're able to then quickly find out decision makers and you're able to quickly reach out to the decision makers with essentially a couple of clicks. You've got the opportunity to kind of hyper-personalize your outreach in that process, but then the entire process is is kind of the loop is closed with that information being updated in your CRM automatically, your follow-up outreach being automatically uh, uh, sort of scheduled for you. So mm-hmm. a- a- businesses at the moment who are going out with zero sort of lead Uh, generation or or market intelligence software and then a very manual kind of outreach and follow-up process are are, I mean like at least one hand tied behind the back if not both against businesses that have got a a more robust tech stack and are able to action that information well and and consistently yeah
0: Yeah. so that that tech stack then I don't know if you're you're able to but can you kind of name names of what what perfect tech stack would look like them for a recruitment business what kind of things do they they need to be involved in like obviously we've all got linkedin linkedin recruiter i hope all recruitment companies have a crm and an ats and um, tracker but what are these like i mean i heard of is it Hairfish? These these other kind of tech stacks that are going to be really valuable career improvement business that are going to change, completely change the game that they're just not even paying attention to.
1: Yeah. So, so, there I, I guess and there's a there's probably a piece around the size and kind of maturity of the business and when it makes sense so one of the main things when when we first launched our business was we were very determined to give all of the recruiters that we helped to launch businesses a significantly better and more mature technology stack and a more integrated technology mm-hmm. stack than they would typically pay for out of pocket that was one of the key things that we wanted to do was um, you know give people sort of sequencing outreach technology you know this is four years ago that, that that we said, right, you know, we want this end-to-end stack. And you'll probably look at this and say, I don't need that in my first 12 months yeah. of operation. I can have my phone and a Google sheet and I'll figure it out when I've got some money, I'll pay for it. We were very confident this will bring RRI really quickly. There's zero point, there's zero rationale to be saying I could have access to everybody in my market who's hiring and when and how to reach out to them about it and make sure they never miss a follow up and all of this stuff. I could have it at my fingertips, but I'll deliberately avoid it for a year and do this the mm-hmm. hard way. Um, so so that was very much a key part of our solution was we'll do it. And then the key bit, obviously, of our kind of commercial dynamic is you don't pay for it. We will we will absorb that cost up front because we're super confident this will uh, generate ROI. Um, but then there are tools that would come into play later down the line. So Herefish is a really good example. Herefish is is, is a CRM automation, sort of, ultimately, it's a, it's a platform that yeah. was acquired by Bullhorn. Um, some other CRMs have kind of similar stuff, but it's probably still, in my opinion, if one of the best if not the best um and and that's more around running automations across your existing data set than it is about going and sort of accessing external third party data so so that's again it, it there's zero point in having that on day 2 when you've got three candidates in the crm but by yeah. the time you you're getting thousands of records in your crm by the time you've got a bit of longevity and it's been now year and a half two years that you've been running your startup you're going to get you know t- the, the kind of historic I guess kind of uh, way that people interact with their data is that there'll be a very very small portion of their total, you know, available candidate or contact base that they're engaging with at any one particular time. In relation to like recent searches and live vacancies and current prospecting, it's a kind mm-hmm. of you know minuscule percentage of their overall data that they ever engage with. Other than that, they're probably just if they if they're doing anything more than that, they might be spamming everybody with a sort of mass communication on a monthly basis just to do something whereas with platforms like Herefish, you're able to run automations with triggers where you say great if anybody you know for example who has previously interviewed at any of our clients hasn't had any interaction with our team within the last 180 days we want to send a re-engagement sequence and you can be you know as complex or as simple with it as you like it can literally be an email saying hey we haven't heard from you in a while but it runs automatically every time somebody goes over the 180 day mark or it can be a full-on automation sequence where you re-engage them and they provide updated information, their CV, their salary, their target locations, and that's written back into your CRM. All the records are updated. You can notify the contact owner saying, hey, these 15 candidates have just re-uploaded all their profiles and two of them have said they're actively looking for work. So there's so much that you can do with automation once you have data and yeah. and it's kind of like makes you wince to think that a lot of businesses out there will have all of this information. And if they were to go and audit it, they'd see a bunch of candidates that are in our database have moved jobs in the last six months. We weren't there, we weren't involved in the process. yeah didn't know about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Didn't know about it because we yeah. were just looking at this very narrow band of our of our kind of whole contact base. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be that'd be another great one to add.
0: Yeah, yeah. So over the years then you've obviously worked with a lot of recruitment businesses or businesses in general. What have you deemed as the the top kind of tech that a recruitment company needs as an add-on? So obviously LinkedIn comes with it, CRM comes with it. What are like the top add-ons that now recruitment businesses are thinking, we need this tech as well because it's really going to leverage? Is is the one tech that you'd think Everyone
1: needs this at some point. Um, there's a few, so I, th- I think kind of automate, like outreach uh, automation that integrates contact data sourcing is the key thing. So I think if you're yes. if you're using Lusha and Lusha gives you an email address and you've got zero automation beyond the fact that someone's told you that's the email address, you're you're missing a huge trick on that. So platforms like Source Whale is great. Source mm-hmm. Whale, we're big fans of. Um, uh, platforms like Apollo. Is a similar is a similar type of tool. There are some nuances between the two, but there are various different kind of automation outreach um, platforms that are that are useful yeah. for kind of that full cycle piece. I would definitely say any data that any platform that provides sort of market intelligence is awesome. So the most kind of broadly applicable ones, SourceBreaker is one that we're super fond of. Um Talent Ticker is another great platform, does yeah. does something relatively similar. There's some some uh some overlap there to a degree in terms of functionality. So those are really important. So something that will tell you, hey, here's the the movement and the opportunity in your relevant market space. And then something that will enable you to reach out to the decision makers associated with those triggers in a way that is quick and automated, involves follow up and feeds that back into your CRM. So there's no lag between your prospecting and your internal records.
0: Yeah. Those, I
1: think, are non-negotiables, I yeah, would say. Yeah,
0: yeah. On the flip of that, then, this could be a, an interesting one. On the flip of that question, do you think there are technologies out there? There probably are. The recruitment companies spend loads of money on that are just not not worth having. Are the ones that you just think, why have you just spent so much money on something when there are way better solutions out there? What are the ones that you think, yeah, it's good, but it's not going to do the job in a sense are there any that
1: you'd say look they're not the worst but we, we can do better it's it's re- it's a really tough question because I think I personally think so much of how much value you get from your technologies and how well you use it I, I mean that's 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 yeah, the most important thing mm-hmm. so, so we've, we've seen this loads because we've introduced a lot of automation to businesses who said this is incredible I never had these tools before you know I used to work at x yeah. or y agency we didn't have this I always wanted it and I've got it and you can immediately become kind of over dependent on your automation to do everything for you. Right. And, Mm. and so what, what we always kind of try and push people towards is your tools should enable you to do exactly what you would do anyway, much, much faster and to a much higher standard of consistency. So if you were, you know, an incredibly talented salesperson who never dropped the ball on anything and you were phenomenally hardworking, this is what you would do so automate that whereas if you say well what what would I do if I would I send the same exact email one after the other to 400 people if I sat and wrote them manually you bloody well hope not right but but Mm -hmm. automation kind of makes it easy to go there we go I'm sure that's good enough and then wait for the replies you know would your follow-up email to people just be would you sit and write to 300 people just checking in any updates yeah you probably work a bit harder right would you get on the phones you probably would so so one of the key things is yeah, lots of companies are chucking money at automation and sitting waiting for the They're money to roll back in. Yet. They're not using it properly. And and so like, things like SourceBreaker is another example where it's really easy to, to set up a sort of first set of sort of lead alerts on SourceBreaker's platform and then say, you know, we're just getting leads from the same giant companies in our industry, but you've got to do yeah. the work to go in and filter it, stay on top of it, curate it. And ultimately, you can you can you know get it to a point where it's phenomenal. It's doing exactly what you would do if you yeah. had you know 400 hours available to go and scour all sorts of pages. It yeah. it has to be like fine tuned. So there's no platform that leaps to mind where I think you know people are yeah. tracking money. away. I guess the one example of that is you know you've got high, there's there's some significantly higher priced technologies that are that are probably less recruitment focused, but they're used by a lot of recruitment companies. So things like based pitch book uh, and sort of market data uh, access those can be really expensive I mean, they can run to 20 thirty thousand pounds a year um like labor analytics platforms is a similar thing and again mm-hmm. there if, if you don't leverage that really intelligently into your strategy if you don't know how to monetize the data that you're getting access to yeah that's another thing that a lot of people can sit thinking Christ we just threw you know a quarter yeah. budget away on something that we've barely use or we haven't got much ROI from. So you need to really think about how we're going to monetize this because the outlay is is massive.
0: Yeah. So it is, it, it's one of so all tech is very probably very good and going to be really useful for a company, but it's actually dependent on the team and the people. If you're going to make the effort to utilize it properly, then it won't be a waste. But if if you've just got it because you think it'll be a cool tool, like people you need to have that significant training on it making sure that people really understand what they're using and why and um, yeah no yeah, so I, th- I think
1: like if you if you look at stuff like you know google homes and and alexas you've got some people like well you know i bought this super intelligent piece of technology what does it do nothing i use it to like ask it the time or to set <laughs> an alarm or ask for the weather and that's it Mm. yeah but you know actually smart home connection is a phenomenally complicated thing you can set up routines on this thing where it brews your coffee gently turns the lights on like warms your car engine whatever you need it to do like there's a thousand things you can do with home automation but you have to sit and do the work otherwise yeah it will just like just sit there there and mishear you um so so (laughs) i think it's similar with your with your recruitment stack you need to think about you know the workflows that are actually going to Create value.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, just so out of interest, then, have you had or, or seen or been part of a journey where you've had some real success stories from a recruiter's performance involving kind of your, your products? Go from mediocre to kind of top biller. Is there a success story where you can be like, look after they really utilized this? They were then billing this much money. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind? I, I
1: mean. Yes, I guess like we, we we don't, obviously, I guess in the nature of our business, we, we don't really partner with anybody who's going to be expected to be mediocre. Um, so, 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 usually I mean, usually, you know, the, the, the people that are coming onto our platform, they're strong recruiters, they've got strong recruiting backgrounds without necessarily kind of a, a full and really, you know, all singing, all dancing technology stack. 100% we've seen a massive uptick in performance. I mean, we've seen people win customers on the back of their automation technology in the first couple of weeks that they've gone live with their new business, oh,
0: amazing.
1: where they've been yeah. able to say this, this, this lead came in, didn't know this company, I went straight over here, found a decision maker, added them to an outreach sequence, got a bite back, and we filled the role, you know, and, and we have people, and another thing that we haven't talked about is, is actually full on LinkedIn automation. So tools that will automate your connections and your messages to to new connections, one hour, one day after they've connected with you, which again, can be used horrifically badly I spend a lot of my day fending off what are obviously automated outreach from you know people that have got no idea how to use tools but when they're used well you know we've had people that will say you know in the first month I had you know three very senior candidates book in directly to my calendar you know one of whom I went on and placed and it was a 30,000 pound fee Um, and essentially as far as I'm concerned it landed out of the sky but but you know they, they put the work in initially to say I build my target audience I build really nice personalized outreach that's kind of built on a segmentation strategy to the people in different buckets and it resonated and these people want to come back in and chat to me and they're absolutely within my wheelhouse and I can help them out and yeah. everybody wins and we make money from it. So for sure I mean it we, we see it yeah every week. Um
0: yeah just goes to show that like you can be an amazing recruiter but without the real tech stack and a good tech stack and utilizing it properly you can be even better than what you already are you can be a good recruiter with barely any tech background and making money great but actually if you've got x y and z and you use utilizing it you can you can do so much better and do it faster as well um yeah it it's a no-brainer, isn't it?
1: Really? Yeah, it, it is. And and like, we've we've had some funny conversations with people that we've we've helped to launch where they've sat, you know, during a product demo, and you, they've been wincing, going like, "I feel bad about what I've been making my teams do for the last five years," yeah. because we do all we do all of this manually. Um, yeah. You know, we like yeah. we we spend all of our sort of management efforts lashing people to go and do these things and not forget stuff. You know, yeah, just just yeah. just automate it.
0: No, so. I feel like you obviously keep your ear quite close to the ground when it comes to tech and I mean, techs and things that gonna benefit businesses. Are there any kind of sneaky little things that you'd like to give a, a heads up of what's what's up, up and coming? Are there going to be some new tech stacks that would be amazing for recruiters? Any shout outs?
1: So specific like product shout outs, no, but there is a whole new universe that I think that is going to appear very soon. which which is going to involve even more uh, connection among the automation steps that are currently living within separate products. So Mm. at the moment, there are platforms that can provide market intelligence and market sort of triggers and that sort of data. And that's where they stop. There are tools that can help you search for specific people in specific companies. And that's where they stop. There are some yeah. that can let you find those people and what their contact info information might be. And that's where they stop. There's some that can let you find the people, find the contact information, and reach out to them, which which we're currently using and is, is awesome. And it's a huge upgrade on what people have used, you know, for for a while. Yeah. I think the next thing is stitching all of this together, where you're able to much more seamlessly say, "Great, here are the organizations, for example, that within the last couple of weeks have just." highlighted that they might be on the market for a new chief data officer let's say or a Mm -hmm. building of data team and within those organizations here are the people that are probably behind those projects based on parameters that we've set like you know we're interested in the cto or whatever it is and here's their contact information and then ultimately you can decide as an organization do we run this on a completely automated footing right so we have outreach content that if this then this then these people we say this bang go and we sit and wait for the replies i think that's that's already happening in, in loads yeah. of industries across sas where the kind of sdr function is basically fully automated there are some massive cons that come along with that there are some pretty big pros as well but i think that's the next step is is joining yeah. the dots even further
0: that would be a dream it's
1: already it's already happening there's already yeah yeah uh, there's already products that do it there's already consultancies that build it there's a there's a lot that kind of comes out of the woodwork when you try and bring all of it together not least sort of there's a big deliverability headache when you're looking at massively scaling your email outreach but i think that that ability to kind of um yeah just further automate the process because again at the end of the day it's just what would you do if you did it manually you would go and try and find companies in these situations you would then go and find these people you would then go and try and find how to contact these people you would then reach out to these people if they didn't come back to you you'd do it again yeah there's not much rationale now for why you would want to do all that manually yeah
0: no definitely um so just well one last question that, that i had was when when someone sets up a recruitment business and say so they, they come to you and they want to want your support about how to set that up and, and what to involve. They obviously come to you with an idea of what's needed. What's the the tech or the process that people always forget about that's actually really important because so I know you you deal with that kind of payment side of things as well. what what is something that people think I didn't even think of that when setting up a business?
1: um christ that's a big question um yeah <laughs> Probably it's, it's, loads
0: it's, of things
1: there there are loads of things yeah and i guess you know we, we we've set up co-founder teams we've set up individuals we've set up people that are taking you know equity investment financing we've set up people that are self-funding we've set up people in the us in the uk across europe in dubai so it's it's huge um yeah i think i think most most people i get most common questions that we get obviously there's a massive piece around non-competes. So yeah. so that's that's huge. Um, a lot of people are really, really in the dark around what their non-competes actually say and how much uh, of, of what's in their contracts are actually enforceable. That's a, that's a huge part of it. It's not something that they haven't necessarily thought of. I think in the case of co-founders, um, one thing that people very, very rarely think about is what should be the contract I have with my co-founder. So what happens in this business if nine months in, one of us just decides to part-time it go play golf all the time and then starts you know doing currency trading and barely shows up for work but they own half the business what's the provision against these kind of things what if somebody falls ill you know so in the setup process there's some legal nuances which are kind of important and and people can sometimes just kind of ride roughshod over and then regret it later um on the on the tech side i mean realistically I don't think we've we've ever sat down and demoed our platform and had somebody go, that's what I use now. Plus we have this, this, this. So we're typically yeah. giving people far more technology and automation than they've ever used before. And Maybe. we are, we are, I guess, we've got an ear to the ground across our community as well of what our founders are using, experimenting with. We're regularly kind of approached by other vendors. So we, I, we're always looking for anything that people are doing manually that we think there's a tech solution for. You know, even down yeah. to like your LinkedIn replies, you know, most people will still sit and write out multiple times a day, hey, thanks for getting back to me. Great. Shall we find a time to talk? You know, here's my availability and stuff like that. Just correspondence thousands of times a month. There's tech that can do that for you and can immediately automate that across your whole business. And, you know, there's there's so many kind of bits and pieces. So I think it's yeah. more a question of people are kind of a bit rabid in the headlights about I know there is a lot of technology that could be helpful to me. I absolutely yeah. haven't got time if I'm trying to set up a company to go and explore all these platforms, Never sit through demos, compare them, compare feature. So I think that's one of the things that for us has been really helpful is being able to say we've got a vested interest for our customers and giving them the best tech that we can because that's how we succeed. Yeah. Um, and And we also have kind of gone you know, done our research in trying to find technology that's as broadly applicable as possible. So that yeah. there are so many solutions that this works if you're in this niche or this works if you do this type of recruitment. So everything that we provide to our customers, we're 99.9% sure is valuable, whatever type of recruitment you're doing, whether it's exec search or contract or perm or, you know, sort of productized solutions. But yeah, that's really yeah. the main one is that people just think, I know there's so much out there. I haven't got time to go and investigate it. I'm a bit worried that I'll, set out to see with a tech stack that turns out to be wrong turns out to be not valuable you know looked shiny when i purchased it and now i'm regretting it and and then the other kind of biggest 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 failing is probably building a business where you have a technology stack that isn't fit for purpose down the line and we see this quite a bit as well where people will will sort of set out on a course where we we can see this isn't scalable like the, the tools that you're using now they might get you through the first year and a half but then you're going to start to run into all sorts of limitations and it could be stuff you don't see coming around like reporting and analytics in your yeah. crm of choice you know you suddenly say it wasn't a problem it's just me but now i need to really get on top of this and you suddenly realize the tools i'm using can't show me this it's and they, yeah. um, i've got yeah. gaps in my sort of visibility so reporting probably is the other key thing
0: yeah so i think we we use OneUp, is it? A lot of the, the reporting come, comes through up. but again, a lot of reporting, depending obviously on your CRM, it can also be, be built in as well, I think, um, a lot of it. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's quite apparent, isn't it, that having a tech stack that is scalable, and I think that's maybe where people do make the mistake in that they just go from what they know, but don't think about the scalability. If it's going to be your own business, you want to think of the long term and you might be thinking, oh, the, the first year or two, but really like push yourself and think a bit bigger, like where could this be in five years? And if I want it to be five, 10 years, really kind of just go for it and utilize the the tech that's out there and, and it will go there
1: quite, quite quickly. And and I think I think if you, exactly that, and if you use your technology well, then, then you'll see the biggest impact from it as you start to scale your business. And if you build mm-hmm. a business with limited technology where a lot of things are done manually and you're very dependent on each individual person in the business to be you know, super organized, very successful kind of salesperson and or recruiter at the same time, if it's very, very dependent on individual delivery, as you try and scale that, it's hard. And if you then bring in technology, it's then disruptive and distracting. Whereas if you grow your business on really solid tech foundations, then they become yeah. more and more of an asset because they help to kind of standardize what good looks like. They help to share best practice. They help to ensure that like nothing is left to kind of memory organization, and they help to you know surface the right kind of actionable opportunity for your sales team. You know, however big your organization grows. Whereas if if it yeah. is done on a kind of person by person basis, and then you try and move that into a slightly more uh, technology driven structure there's a lot of yeah. moving parts there so i think building on a really good foundation is is definitely a good investment
0: yeah no absolutely well look thank you so much for for jumping on on recruit Tea. um i would normally ask you to rate rate your coffee but hopefully one day i will have the chance to, to make you a coffee uh,
1: I, i'll make my own coffee and i'll probably rate it a one out of ten um and it's not going to go much above that but um <laughs> i'll take it
0: no well well thank you so much edmund and uh, i hope you speak again
1: soon Yeah, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining me on
0: Recruit Tea. If you don't already, please do subscribe and leave us a review. And please do join us next time on Recruit Tea for some more gossip. See you soon.